You are listening to TLRStation.com. Worldly Connections is all about bringing magic into your life. Janet Wizawadi, visionary coach and consultant, is on a mission to empower people to keep moving forward, have a vision, and trust that something good will come of it. Worldly Connections inspires listeners to live happy and be happy through the power of conversation and positive energy from Janet and other experts who believe that life is a team sport and when you work together, miracles happen. And now, here is your host, Janet Wizawati. Welcome to Worldly Connections on TLRStation.com. And here we are today with another wonderful guest of mine, and her name is Twyla Doyle. And she is one amazing woman. She's, she's young, she's done all kinds of things, and she's going to tell us about it. But most of all, why I wanted her on the show today is she has a passion for saving the bees. And she's going to tell us all about it. And I love your quote, uh, Twyla. It says, be the change you wish to see in the world by Mahamda uh, Gandhi. And that's what you're doing. Welcome to the show. Hi, Janet. Thanks for having me. I know I, I met you. Uh, you're another one of our Jack Canfield people that uh, you did his BTS in February. And then I met you. I think we must have been March or April, right? And, and when you first started talking about the bees, and I was kind of curious, and we found it out we didn't live all that far from each other. We live in the same province of Alberta. Um, you're from the neighboring province of Saskatchewan. Yep. But you are young. You're only 25. Like, wow. And look at what you've <laughs> done already. <laughs> Thank you. You grew, you grew up on a ranch in Saskatchewan on a cattle ranch. Do you think that that growing up on the ranch and all the things that you've done on the ranch has led you to to the fact that you're so passionate about these bees or what triggered that? Um, it's kind of funny. I believe that being on the ranch has gave me a really strong connection with nature and animals and just having extreme compassion for animals and nature and that kind of thing. But if you would have asked me back then when I was living on the ranch if I'd be a beekeeper, I would have probably laughed at you and definitely not believed you. So I kind of got started actually through when I went to Breakthrough to Success in California with Jack. It's just amazing how inspiration comes into your life. And I everywhere I looked, I could see something shouting at me saying, bees, bees, bees. There's, I seen a beehive on top of the roof at the hotel we were staying at and I stopped in my tracks and I really believe in trusting your gut and your intuition and when I looked at the beehive I just got that feeling in my stomach being like okay listen here so I kept going on with my day and everywhere I looked I seen jars of honey or like there was comb honeycomb dripping in the restaurants and I'm just like what is going on why do I keep seeing this I'm like someone's sending me a strong message <laughs> And like I said, no experience with it prior to, but in our shop here where we're living in Alberta now, we found out that there was wild honeybees living in our shop. And with the need of having to take care of bees, like with the global issue right now with bees, I decided that rather than just getting them out of the shop, that I wanted to help them, that I wanted to save them and do everything that I could to help them out. So, yeah, we, <laughs> it's quite a crazy story. I just, just 
excited. I'm like, yes, I can do this. I just, I'm going to do this. I, it's in my heart that I need to be the change that I, you know, you want to be the change you wish to see in the world, right? So I went and bought all this stuff, read a textbook, and had some friends help me, and boom, I became a beekeeper. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not new to uh, stepping out of the box and doing things. You, you competed in rodeos, right? Yes, That's another yeah. thing that we have in common. And I see that you were a gold medal for the highest academic achievement in faculty of health sciences. Was that at the University of Lethbridge? Yes, that was in okay. Lethbridge. And that, so that, there's another component, right? Bees are supposed to be uh, part of our health, right? Like lots of people use uh, royal jelly and, and honey for, for healing as well. So it, you are a nurse now, right? And you've been in several different, tell us more about why you went in that route. That was a health passion or what drove you there? I, ever since I was little, I just had a huge compassion for helping people. All I wanted to do was help people and open doors for people. I would be in the elevator pushing buttons for people, just always wanting to give to others. And ever since kindergarten, I wanted to be a nurse. So I just knew that in my heart as well, and that's where I am now. <laughs> well, I, I, I see a connection there between your nursing and, and health, but also the academic, right? Like, to just pick up a textbook, like for me, my husband has to read a, a textbook or, or directions for me. Like I, I got something new, and I said, honey, but tell me how to use it. Like I don't want to read it, the instructions. But you, it's like, I'm going to do this, so you get it, and, and you do it. Because when I talked to you last, in March, April, when you're talking, then we had some several conversations, and then you sort of disappeared. And then the next thing I know, I see a picture of you with the bees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were missing for a while. They, they had swarmed, or they hadn't returned back in the spring like they had in the pre previous years. So I was worried that they weren't going to come back, and I was kind of ready for them and then they weren't there so then I was like okay maybe it's not meant to be <laughs> and then I just was patient and then all of a sudden they showed up and therefore I didn't have much time to take a course or to maybe do it the proper way so I just quickly got a textbook and had a couple of friends that I'm very grateful towards help me to move them into their hive. Well, one of the things Jack always says, inspired thought, right? Take action with inspired thought. And obviously you did that. Can you give us a little bit of an a outline of the description? Because like, you just don't do it. You just don't get a hive and read a textbook and have it done. There's more to it than that. <laughs> can, you, can you give us a little bit of an idea of the process you went through, what you had to get, who you, what kind of people you talked to? Because I know that right when I talked to you last night, there's more bees have come in. <laughs> that you don't have room for that you've called somebody else to take, right? Yeah, it's it's turned into quite a project, I guess. Um, yeah, I pretty much did just read a textbook and just um, trialed it. I just did it. I didn't necessarily know exactly what I was doing. But I had um, I have to say a huge thank you to Vicki Storbachen and Lynette Field. They're two fellow beekeepers that are in the area. And I called them up and just said, hey... I got to move these bees. Would you like to help me? And they were more than willing. And so we got in our bee suits and, oh boy, it actually was quite a struggle. I uh, had to move them three times because 
they kept going. We'd move them into my hive. I created, I made my own bee vacuum because there were so many of them. And I hand brushed them. I did it by hand. I did it in the most gentle way. I, I tried every possible way to get them into that hive. And they kept going back into the shop. And I was, by the third time, I was getting pretty disappointed thinking that I couldn't do it because every time they kept going back. And finally, I'm like, this is the last time I'm trying to do this. Please, oh, please, let this be the last time. I'm going to give it one more shot, give it my all. And I got them in the hive. I moved them a little farther away. And thank goodness they ended up staying because it took hours and hours in a hot bee suit moving them by hand. I had 50 bees on my head at one point, and I've never done this before, but it was, I love them. I'm not scared of them. They are so kind. They, they're so docile. None of us have even got stung, so. Oh, and, but when you say vacuum, can you give us more of a description like vacuum and brushing? These are terms that I, I don't understand. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure they're not technical because I kind of just made it up. Um, good old YouTube, I went on there and I just had a pail that hooked up to a shop vac and I made it. I just made it out of these pails and so that I could put holes in it so they would gently vacuum them up into this pail so they're all collected in one group rather than when we tried hand brushing them, which I have to say another thank you to Braden Christopher. My sister's fiance got kind of tangled up in this when he came for a visit. I put him to work. <laughs> <laughs> and we hand brushed. So I have a bee brush and it's very gentle bristles on it. So I thought maybe the first time they were upset because I used the vacuum. So I tried to hand brush them with this bee brush, like just brush on them and then into a pail or into their hive. But that took a lot longer too. So, well, and that's what you were doing last night uh, when I was uh, going to talk to you. Those other bees showed up, and and you said that you vacuumed them, and you were waiting for somebody to keep them, pick them up, to take them to another hive. So, now this other person is a beekeeper, and she had some space for them. Yeah, she thankfully because my hive is now full, and I didn't have time to run and get it. And bees are a lot easier to collect when they're swarmed. So. When I got home last night, I like literally drove through a black cloud, it looked like. There's bees, honeybees in the air everywhere. And I was like, oh boy, <laughs> we got another colony in my house or in my yard. So I quickly jumped in my bee suit and knew that I had to get them before they went behind the wall. And I put the vacuumed up and brushed off the swarm into the pail and it just all worked out perfectly as it was meant to be. I gave her a call just being like, hey, do you need more bees? Because I found the queen and I found the colony here and I don't have room. And she came over last night and picked them up. So it worked out really well. I was very happy that we are able to save them and not have to destroy them because they're in our property. So that makes me very happy. So um, another question I have for you, the bees, uh, you need are you you're on an acreage right so are there fields of flowers and stuff that they can go to I, I know we were driving uh, yesterday and the flax is all in bloom right now here are there anything special that you have to have for your bees I'm extremely blessed and that's perhaps why the bees chose to hang out with us um, we are right beside a canola field like just and there's an alfalfa field behind us as well and I believe bees have like about a five mile radius so they literally fly out of their hive into a beautiful yellow field of canola and I also have a garden and actually Cheerios has a save the bees program as well that you get order 
wildflower seeds from them specifically for honeybees and I planted some of those too so I try and have as much as I can around for them and I hope to produce more flowers and more stuff for them to pollinate as the years go on to keep them happy. Are you so you're going to have more hives and you must have this neon uh, sign above your house now. Bees, come to come to Twyla. She's got a happy bee place. <laughs> Apparently, because they definitely keep showing up, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, Twyla, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to you some more about, about your bees and where you're going to go and how maybe some other people who have that same interest uh, might be able to uh, do what you're doing. So uh, when we come back, we'll be talking again to Twyla Doyle and about the bees. Need to book an appointment with a holistic health provider or find resources and products in Edmonton and surrounding area? Not exactly quite sure who to contact or where to begin your search? Your Holistic Earth is the only online holistic marketplace that connects people like you who need help to the holistic health practitioners who provide a complete range of professional services and products. Look no further. Your Holistic Earth is your online holistic marketplace for a healthier and happier you. For everything holistic, visit yourholisticearth.ca. That's yourholisticearth.ca. Welcome to the second half of Worldly Connections on TLRStation.com. We've been talking to uh, Twyla Doyle about bees. She's uh, become a beekeeper, uh, accidentally at first, I believe, and uh, she's going to be telling us some more about the bees and how you might be able to get involved if you want to save the bees. So, Twyla, let's go back to that a little bit. You, you decided to, that you had these swarm of bees and all of a sudden you got all these uh, signs about the bees and then you decide to become a beekeeper and it happened finally after three tries. And if you were to sit down and talk to somebody on how they might be able to do it, can you tell us what you would recommend for them? As far as if they want to become a beekeeper or to have honeybees as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, if, if they've got the same problem rather than destroy the bees, if they are in a position to have them or how if they've got some and they're not in a position to keep them, how can they uh, save them? Can they contact somebody to come and collect them? How do they know they're bees? Are they all honeybees? Um, they're not necessarily all honeybees. Um, I'm not an expert by any means, but they tend to swarm in a big group and they're like a big blob in a tree or sometimes around vehicles or in buildings and that kind of thing. And I actually had someone yesterday phone me and say that they have a swarm that they wanted me to remove for them rather than get rid of them as well. And so what I would suggest is, I mean, if you can keep bees and you have a passion towards it, by all means do it. It is so fun. It is so rejuvenating. It is an amazing experience to be connected in a in nature that way if you're unable to do that um please call a beekeeping associate like anyone like a honey farm or a bee farm and there's multiple places in edmonton depending where you're at where you can call the society i'm not sorry i'm not sure the name of it to get someone to come collect your bees they're more than happy to take them it helps their colony it helps our entire planet it helps the production of all of our crops all of our fields our all of our food supplies so if you can help out and save 
save them or move them appropriately, it'd be very beneficial to all of us. Great. So if uh, whoever's listening, if you're in another country, if you're uh, in another state in the U.S., because I know we broadcast all over the world, uh, just look in your local directories. Uh, make yourself familiar with them because there, I know on the news there's been lots of things about we're losing our bees. And the more that we can get into that, saving them as well, we don't have to physically do it ourselves. But if we can be part of the solution instead of part of the problem, uh, that would be helpful. Um, where are you going with this? <laughs> I am really just taking it one step at a time right now. That's how I kind of got into it. But I just right now, I really want to maintain my hive. I want to keep them alive. I want to keep them healthy. And right now I checked them last night and I'm so excited because they have produced a whole box of babies now. So that means the queen's in there and they're thriving. I'm pretty excited about that. I will... Start, they'll start making honey probably pretty soon. I'll add another box on top and I'll make honey. And the only real plan I have is next year I'm going to hopefully use honey as my wedding favors. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I see that you're getting married next year. And um, are you having it at home, like where you live, where you can have bees <laughs> as part of your wedding party other than the honey? <laughs> Actually, I am. Actually, anyone who comes will be able to see them, which is pretty funny. <laughs> oh, neat. So now when you and I were talking before, you said that in order for the bees to survive the winter, they have to produce so much honey themselves. Can you go a little bit into that? Yeah, they have to produce, I think it's around 70 pounds of honey in order to winter on. So they have food supply all winter. So I was kind of nervous and in a rush when I first was starting to collect this hive because I was worried that they wouldn't have enough time to create enough honey to winter on. So I was that's why I was in a rush and I just read the book in a few days and did mm -hmm. it because I was worried about winter. But so far they're doing well and then you just make a insulation around them to keep them warm in the winter. But a colony will actually get up to about 35 degrees Celsius in the winter just by all congregating together and having a high vibration. They'll actually keep warm on their own. They're, they're quite amazing. Wow. So are you planning to expand next year? Like I have another... Uh colony what do you call them you you've got the they're like boxes i have no idea what they're called what are they called i just call them a beehive but the boxes okay. are called supers but they're i just call them a beehive so are you planning to have to create more of them as they come along um depending i'm not sure i'm just kind of going with the flow and if all of a sudden I have too many, I might, ha I probably will be forced into having more than one hive, whether I like it or not, because they're growing so well and they're thriving so good. So I probably will end up in another, at least another hive. So when they, you said they're going to have babies and they're going to have more. So will they all be able to survive in that hive right now? What's the capacity of a hive? I'm not sure how many bees in a hive. All I know is once they fill up a box, um, you have to add another one or they will create queen cells it's called because when they're too squished and they run out of space they realize they can't expand their colony so they create what's called a queen cell and they'll actually create another queen and that new queen will take the majority of the colony and they'll swarm and that's where oh, lots okay. of swarms go and then they end up somewhere else so you have to make sure they have enough space. Okay so you can just keep adding to it right? Yeah. Okay. Basically. Yeah. And then and then once you know that they've got enough honey to survive the winter, then you can start 
harvesting some of it and honeycombs and stuff. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yep. And and what else can you do? Like, uh, do you process it? Do you have to process it? Or do you just put it in your jars? I know you want to use them for your wedding favors. Will you just get little jars and, and be able to take the honey and fill these jars? Do you, do you pasteurize it or anything? I'm probably going to do unpasteurized honey just because mm-hmm. I'm not quite set up like a, <laughs> a larger organization and it's just more natural that way. So I'm just going to do unpasteurized honey. And my friend offered to me last night actually to um, lend me some equipment to help extract the honey. But it's going to be so much fun. The, I've watched videos and seen some of it. And I got some honey from their old comb too. It's just amazing. Honeybees are so amazing and they really are, you know, they're like pretty much the top of the food chain I would consider because without them we wouldn't have one third of the food supply that we have now. So I think our respect towards them is what's most important. I'm not even too worried about what I receive from them. I just want to help the world and help the bees. And something amazing happened the other day. I was with my fiance looking at the honeycomb that we kept from the building. And in every single bee cell, so in the beeswax, I looked inside of it and I couldn't believe it. There's a little peace sign inside of it at the very end because when you flip it over there's comb and honey cells on the other side but the way they line it up perfectly every single time there's a little peace sign in the center of the comb and to me that just really spoke to me like this is a worldwide issue and as long as I don't I just believe in the good greater good for everyone and it's not just people we have to remember there's you know there's more than just us there's creatures and nature and stuff that we need to respect as well. Well, and our our flowers and our food and that needs to be pollinated, right? And uh, they have a big role in all of that. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing your flower garden when you get get it going, because we can you can change the taste of the honey, can't you, by just having certain fields of uh, flowers or certain flowers? Is that not correct? Yep, yeah, it's uh, it definitely changes the composition of the honey. Um, I'm not sure if canola is the best. Honey, I think it crystallizes quicker, but they seem to be happy, so. (laughs) Well, as long as they're happy and you're saving the bees, what does it matter, right? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. uh, But, uh, yeah, you know, I learned so much from you because I had no idea about the beekeepers around you in that. And if anybody wants to get a hold of you to ask you more, are you open to that? Absolutely. I'm always open for conversation or advice or even advice for me, help help for me and that kind of stuff. And yeah, I'm, I'm actually writing a children's book too, um, kind of about my spiritual journey and how I ended up in this situation and just about following your path. And it's called Eagles Don't Eat Honey and it's, there'll be some bee stuff in there too. So I'm pretty excited about that as well. Oh, wonderful. I'm looking forward to that. As, as you know, we've got uh, other Jack Canfield friends that have best-selling children's books, and I always watch for for your books. And uh, when do you think that'll be? Or are you just starting to work on it? I'm almost finished my rough draft, so I'm hoping I'm hoping it just goes smooth and it all works out. I'm going to do my own illustrations as well, so it might be a bit of a process. But once again, a brand new thing I've never done before that I'm excited to try. And you're only 25. Boy, well, what are you going to be doing when you're 30? <laughs> oh, retired. 
<laughs> that with your with your bees, right? You'll have your your acreage with all your bees and your books, yeah. and you can have story time in your flower garden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, how can people get a hold of you, Twyla? Um, they can reach me probably best at my email at twyd42 at gmail.com. Or on Facebook, they can find me under Twyla Doyle as well. Okay, and Twyla is T-W-Y-L-A, right? Yeah, D-O-Y-L-E. Okay, on Facebook. Okay, everyone, check out the Twyla and uh, keep encouraging her because she's doing some wonderful books and our books. Now, now you've got me on the children's book thing here, <laughs> doing a wonderful thing with the bees. And even the book is going to feed into that, just educating kids on the bees, right? Instead of having that fear factor, they'll have the awe factor of what we can do with the bees and how we can help them, right? You bet. Well, thank you so much, Twyla, for being my guest today. And uh, I definitely want, you know, updates on what's going on and especially with the book so you and I'll be in touch and when your book comes out we'll definitely have to have you back again and uh, keep in touch with that so everyone if you want to talk uh, or find out more about Twyla and her bees and her upcoming book that's uh, twyd42 at gmail.com or Twyla Doyle on Facebook so Twyla thanks so much for being my guest today thank you so much for having me Janet Okay, and we'll talk to you soon. Are you interested in appearing on Worldly Connections, ready to work together and make miracles happen? Then Janet wants to hear from you. Contact her at Janet at FamilyConnect.com. That's Janet at FamilyConnect, spelled C-O-N-N-E-K-T dot com. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Tune in next week, same day and time.